Hello, everyone, and welcome to How to Chess. We are honored to be joined by the 2016 Dutch National Champion, the 2001 Tata Steel Masters Champion, the Dutch number two, top 50 player in the world, Team Magnus member, also worked extensively with friend of Chessable, Anish Giri. And speaking of Chessable, his latest course is called Lifetime Repertoires, the Tarash Defense. And of course, we are here to discuss chess role models. And Jordan, you had a not surprising, but inspiring choice when I asked you off the record what came to mind for chess role models. What did come to mind, Jordan? Yeah, no, nothing out of the ordinary there. But for me, I would have to go with Gary Kasparov, um, simply because I kind of grew up studying his books um, when I was like 10, 11, 12 years old. I think that's when I read most of my, my books, actually. So I would have his um, books on my bed night. Uh, what do you call it? Like bedside table. Bedside yeah. table, yeah. And um, just before going to sleep, um, I would read these books for just maybe quite long, like one two hours. Um, and I really uh, did that every every night. And then upon waking up, I would also read them maybe for an hour. Or so, um, um, and actually, I'm not referring specifically to his to Kasparov's. He has many great books, but um, I'm not referring to his books on uh, his great predecessors um, which is devoted to all the world champions that became before him with some notable exceptions such as Korchnoi and I think maybe one more player but um, kind of uh, forgot about that one but in general I've always been uh, studying his books on his matches with uh, Karpov so his world championship matches and I also really liked his book series that came out actually not that long ago if you think about it uh, at least when I was 12, they just came out or something. So maybe like 10, 15 years or something ago, they came out. Um, but there are books on his own career. So um, he has like one book from 1978 to 1985, 1985 to maybe 19-something, and then 19-something to the end of his career when he retired, basically. And in these games, he annotates um, all his um, all of his memorable, memorable games, basically, um, and to me, always, you know, his um, energetic and dynamic playing style really attracted me. And um, even when I was a bit older, I would, like, when I was already strong grandmaster, I would pick up these books and go over them again. So by this point, I've really, you know, uh, read those books back and forth. Although I haven't yeah. touched them out in a few years. Okay, yeah. And I think those books, the the latter that you referred to, are called Kasparov on Kasparov, at least in, in English. Um, and uh, so you mentioned, of course, his dynamic style. Um, is there anything else you sort of uh, took away from reviewing uh, this legend's uh, writings? Um, well, I was always interested in the openings he would play, for example. But to be honest, what what impressed me the most was like the sheer number of lines that would be <laughs> in, in in the books. Like, I would try. I think it was really useful for me because I would read them like without, like I said, without a chessboard, just blindfolded in my bed or using diagrams and there are a lot of diagrams in the book but some of the analysis are just so so long and go on like i think there's at some point you you just have like um analysis that goes for like a couple of pages and i would kind of try to follow along sometimes not manage sometimes do manage but um for me like the depth that would go into um writing uh you know all these analysis was really uh something special so um i really like that i wouldn't of course read all of it i would and i wouldn't read it from back from front to back or, or whatever. I would just open it at a random page, start reading, and I would do that as many times until I couldn't find a new page anymore. In fact, I don't think I've ever finished reading a chess book from front to back. I would always just 
open it randomly because okay there's usually not really a story anyway it's just i would just look at the chess positions um but yeah no um i i i would say that some of the openings he played um, always attracted me um i think when he was really young he would also play the king's indian defense quite a bit so i got interested in uh, checking out that with white he would play the uh, feature sozin um um, six bishop c4 move against the Niger, for example, against Nigel Short in their world championship match. So I, I was interested in checking uh, some of that, and I definitely learned a thing or two uh, from uh, reading all of that uh, stuff. Okay, well, I think there's something instructive, especially, Jordan, in what you said about playing through the moves in your head, because I think a lot of people, when we read chess books, there's, first of all, kind of like a swirling debate about how important it is to play through the variations, but just the fact that you sort of, it sounds like, use that as a training method to, at times at least, when you were up for it, to um, play through the moves in your head. Do you feel like that helped you develop your visualization skills? Yeah, I guess so. For me, it was mainly laziness. I wouldn't be um, in bothered to you know grab the board and pieces and start uh you know going it's just much more convenient to read the book uh, just by opening it and it definitely must have uh, helped my visualization skills um i guess to an extent i would at times actually grab the grab the board but then i would notice that like i would have the big book beside it's actually they're they're big books and i would like execute the moves on the board but i found myself just staring at at the at the, at the book so um, like I wouldn't really look at the board anyway, so I just looked at the book and uh, like the moves are being executed on the board, but I wasn't actually looking at at the board. So that's a bit uh, that's a bit weird. So it's just like mo- moving uh, and uh, looking the other way. But I guess yeah, just reading books blindfolded helps. For me, also one of the books um, book series I I read very much, maybe even more than the Kasparov books, um, was the Doretsky uh, series. I I think. Doretsky wasn't necessarily a uh, an idol or or someone um, like a chess player I looked up to, but his writing was really superb. So uh, I read all of his uh, books as well many times. Do you remember any specific takeaways from the Doretsky books? Um, I must have learned a thing or two from his endgame manuals. <laughs> so you really did read it because a lot of people say they have it, but they haven't read it. Um, I definitely went over it um, um, a bunch of times. Like I... I remember I uh, I had it um, and I, I went over it and I've also gone over it um, during a, a specific training camp. I once had a came, training camp with Carson Mueller, maybe 20, it was a bit old already, maybe it was 2017, 2016 or whatever. Um, and we had like one week of training and we went through the entire manual. Wow. So um, we did it really fast, but we skipped, of course, the basic, but we went basically through everything. And I also um, um, went over it a few times before myself, but... Most of these things you you forget, um, and you have to kind of you know look at them again. But it helps to have a bit of a uh, basis. But to be honest, the, the NK manual didn't interest me as much. Um, it has a really old series. I, I think it's like um, secrets of um, posi- secrets of dot 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 chess, for example, secrets of um, attacking chess, secrets of strategical chess, st- um, secrets something like that. Um, I, I I really kind of forgot the exact name, but yeah, like I'm I familiar said, I with the series. Sorry. Sorry, I was just saying I'm familiar with the series. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I, I I read those books like 10 years ago, so it's been a while, but um, I uh, would read those uh, many times over. And he has a lot of um, useful advice in these books. And he always goes over, or always, he often goes over his students' games, um, most notably Arthur Yusupov and um, 
um, Sergei Domatov, um, who were two of his best students, and he analyzed their games and kind of gives advice. For example, I remember one of the things he writes in one of these books is that some some trainers say that you should play your opening preparation slowly to make sure that you remember the right move. Um, maybe um, kind of coax your opponent into thinking that they're um, not going to be um, under any threat. But actually, he re- recommends the exact opposite. He says, play your opening moves fast. If you know them, put pressure on the opponent and gain time on the clock. So uh, I think I definitely follow that advice. That's just one particular one I, uh, I remember. Another famous thing he wrote is long variation, bad variation. So if you're having a long analysis, you know it's going to be bad. Well, <laughs> the engine, of course. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, his books were really, uh, really great from uh, just a learning perspective with great exercises as well. That's great advice. And did you find it challenging to uh, take the advice to play quickly in the opening or you said it, it came kind of naturally to you to approach chess that way? Yeah, no, to me that came really, nat- really very natural. I was, uh, I've always been, <laughs> uh, I don't know, it helps to, you know, kind of, um, restrain yourself at times i was always told to sit on my hands before making moves but i never really could i would just want to play my moves immediately um and even when i was out of preparation i would often play too fast i think by this point i've become a really um normal player when it comes to time usage i'm not super fast like for example like uh, napomniachi but i'm also not super slow like some others so I, I'm, I'm kind of um, maybe a little bit faster than usual nothing extraordinary i've kind of learned to uh take my time at times. Okay. And bringing it back to Kasparov, Jordan, I know you played him in Blitz in 2021. That was in real life, correct? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I think I, I hold the, uh, the the nice... What do you call it? Uh, I have the nice... I, I, I'm the last guy who lost to him in an officially rated FIDE game. So that's really nice. Congratulations. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and was that your first time meeting him? Me? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him. I'd seen him a couple of times before. But um, of course, I think I spoke like um, five words to him. He came up with a. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember. We were. It was after the closing ceremony in Zagreb. Um, I'm not even sure he realized I was one of the players. But anyway, we uh, talked a little bit. And he said, like, well, I'm feeling uh, so old. And he came out up with an anecdote about a uh, Russian championship when um, he was still the youngest. So I don't exactly remember the exact anecdote, um, but uh, he was kind of uh, going back to when he was one of the youngest uh, players in the, one of the uh, Soviet Soviet championships. I I'm, sh- I'm sure he knew who you were. <laughs> now, now, let me ask, did you get a chance to tell him at all that, that his books, I mean, I'm sure he gets this like everywhere he goes all the time, but to tell him that his books made quite an imprint on you? No, and I uh, didn't. And I've, during the tournament itself, he wasn't uh, playing uh, his best chess, so um, I, I didn't get to talk to him uh, after, unfortunately. But maybe sometime uh, I will. But I think every you know good chess player has uh, read his books uh, 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 at least at some point down the road. Yeah, my great predecessors in particular, you know, being that I ask people what their favorite chess books are practically every week, I feel like. Every good chess player has read that, but Kasparov on Kasparov, I mean, obviously they sound fantastic, but like I have to admit, I haven't read them and I, I feel like they don't get mentioned as much. So it's it's good that you highlighted them. Yeah, that's actually a little bit weird because, okay, Kasparov is one of the greatest players of all time, if not the greatest. Um, maybe now you can argue that it's Magnus, but um, um, I was always interested in Kasparov as a player more than other players. 
and then there's basically um, your natural choice, of course, to read the books which are written by him. So I already have the books on his matches with Karpov, but a lot of those games were quite dull, actually. Um, we all know those um, few amazing games they played, um, but um, a few, for example, um, actually one of them is annotated in my Tarash course, um, the one which Karpov won, uh, the famous Knight G2 move, I believe. Yeah, Nig- after GH4, Nigel. Oh, with the end game, the pawn yeah, 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 that's exactly. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's some other really famous ones. For example, at some point, Kasparov had to win a game um, to come to uh, equalize the match and thereby retain the title. But a lot of those World Championships games were quite dull. For example, the first match when Karpov was up 5 0 um, and just needed one more win to secure the sixth, sixth win, they made like 20 draws in a row and all of them were short, maybe with one or two exceptions. But um, um, his his you know his games and tournaments to me were much more interesting, and um, he annotates them as well in his uh, Kasparov on Kasparov book. So I just read them, uh, yeah, um, being really interested in those games. Excellent. And so you didn't get to tell him about your admiration, but you did flag a couple of his Tarash games, which you were able to write about in your chessboard course. What what else did you learn from his handling of the the Tarash in, in particular, Jordan? Um, what I learned, um, that's a good question, actually. <laughs> um, I wouldn't know what exactly I learned right away. He definitely played some of uh, his games really well. I think I annotated one of his games. Um, uh, forgetting the name now, it was a really good player. He beat Korchnoi, but I don't think I annotated that one. It ah, Larson? yes, it was the Danish uh, player. Larson, uh, yeah. Larson, yeah, like he beat Larson, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, Hopefully not upsetting yeah. anyone by not remembering Larson, but um, <laughs> that's right. Larson, it. No, no one will know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, in a really nice game, but uh, I don't know exactly if I learned anything from his specific handling of the Tarash. Um, like I said, I learned maybe a lot as well by analyzing the new lines with the computer. But maybe it's really interesting to some players is that the old main line they used to play by taking on d4 is now really no longer as much advocated by the engine. The engine wants to close the structure um, by playing c4 instead, which really leads to wildly different types of positions. Actually, um, there was a really, really recent game, a timer against Abdusatarov and Vikanze played in this exact line. I think Abdusatarov got a very fine position out of the opening, proceeded to get outplayed, however, and nearly lost that game, but finally he drew. But those positions are super interesting and hard to handle for both uh, players. But yeah, not sure what exactly I learned from... Uh, I mean... I guess I learned more of him as just by studying all of his games in general and the energy he plays. Um, I loved his handling of King's Indian positions, for example, where he would sacrifice all those pawns and um, just crush his opponents. Like, that's not possible anymore nowadays. Yeah. And one last question, Jordan. I can't resist because having studied Kasparov so extensively and, of course, having worked with Magnus, I got to see if you'll venture a take on who is the greatest of all time. I find these questions, I find these debates to be kind of, it's hard to compare people across errors, but do, do you have an opinion? Yeah, I completely agree. It's really hard to compare people across errors simply because the amount of information they had accessible is different. But um, I guess by this point, you could make a really strong case for Magnus simply because the competition is so fierce. He's been dominating for, what, 12 years or something? I think his level is higher than, and that's normal, but um, I, than, than anyone else had before. But, um, yeah, even though that's normal, I think, because he had more information, I guess, um, the way he dominated 
or dominates his competitors even at the moment is um, it's really special but uh, yeah it's super hard to say maybe it also feels more special because it's happening right now at the moment and it's still happening uh, yeah um i go back and forth on it myself and jordan on your chessable page it's they sort of make it sound like you might have another course in the pipeline is that uh something you can discuss um i probably have to make another course at some point but i have no uh subject currently uh thought of so uh, i cannot really (laughs) reveal too much because there's nothing to be revealed at the moment but um i I sure want to make more courses and uh not only is it for me an interesting learning opportunity but it's uh it's nice uh to you know um um, make these courses and to see people uh, enjoy them and uh, play them later on themselves as well yeah, that makes sense. And obviously, um, I personally, as a fan of your chess, wouldn't want it to be your number one priority. Um, you gotta, gotta, <laughs> gotta get out there and uh, and crush some people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but um, there's always time to uh, be found to uh, you know uh, riding on chess. Yeah, and as you say, it, it helps your game too. Exposes you to new ideas uh, and so on. So, Jordan, yep. this has been awesome. Amazing to hear you uh, discuss your affinity for one of the true legends of the game uh anything to add before we uh say goodbye here on how to chess uh no it's just been great talking to you um i guess um and uh yeah no i think that's it excellent okay well listeners obviously we'll link to uh to jordan's chessable course and you can follow him on twitter or instagram as well which we will link to jordan thanks again for joining us much appreciated thank you man thanks